Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So it turns out that Mike Lee broke Congress. I mean, people are falling apart because he's making a very unique claim. Senator Mike Lee yesterday, Jamie Raskin, who is the impeachment manager, right, the chairman of chairman impeachment managers, head of the impeachment managers, he's the Democrat saying that Donald Trump is guilty of something he's not guilty of. He's wrapping up, and then Senator Mike Lee is like, uh, wait a second. Pursuant to impeachment rule 16, I make a motion. Statements were attributed to me moments ago by the House impeachment managers. Statements relating to the content of conversations between a phone call involving President Trump and Senator Tuberville Mm -hmm. were not made by me. They're not accurate. And they're contrary to fact. I move pursuant to Rule 16 that they be stricken from the record. And the Senate went, uh, what? People are upset with Mike Lee. And I cannot figure out why for the life of me. First of all, Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. That's producer Ari right there, who found himself a new word in the dictionary. What are you calling it? Pettifogging. What? It, why are you calling it pettifogging? It, it is pettifogging. It's, it's, he's, bring, he's bringing up a point that really doesn't matter. Wait a second. If I say something is attributable to you that isn't attributable to you and it's something derogatory or disparaging, you don't think you think it's it's simply by the way, pettifogging is to give big importance to a small detail. You think that's a small detail? In the scheme of what they're doing there? In yes. the scheme of what? They're utilizing Mike Lee's words as a way of trying to say that the former president should be convicted. What's so small? Because no one is there for you, Mike Lee. No one believes that they're there for Mike Lee. It, it, it just felt like a, I want everyone to know. It, it felt so just unnecessary. He has a point. I don't disagree he has a point. I'm just saying... Is it really necessary? He has a point, and it's best if he kept his point to himself. Yeah, I mean, it's... That's your argument. It was wasting time. You're making the same exact argument that, in a different way, Jake Tapper tried to make on CNN. Of the Senate during this impeachment trial, Mike Lee came to Washington, D.C. as a very conservative, constitutional, Tea Party Republican to fight for the values that the Founding Fathers Mm -hmm. want. Mike Lee expressed more outrage about being misquoted, allegedly, uh, today than I have heard him express about what happened at the Capitol on January 6th. And God, is Jake Tapper gross. You want something stricken from the record that was said, uh, you were told, they're saying you said and you didn't say. And somehow that's an issue? And by the way, what outrage did he express? Let me ask again. Let's play it again for those people in the cheap seats who missed it. What is out? Where's the outrage in this statement? Pursuant to impeachment rule 16, I make a motion. Statements were attributed to me moments ago by the House impeachment managers. 
statements relating to the content of conversations between uh, a phone call involving President Trump and Senator Tuberville mm -hmm. were not made by me. They're not accurate. And they're contrary to fact. I move pursuant to Rule 16 that they be stricken from the record. There's no outrage in that. There's Jake Tapper clutching his pearls. Can't wait to use the term MAGA terrorists again. <laughs> I, I can't stop the man from doing it, but doesn't make it true. We don't deny, I don't deny, that the riots were awful and these people should be in jail. I also do not deny something that I have discussed in a couple different ways, but I don't know if I ever hit with, with, with clarity or maybe this much clarity, that Donald Trump did not do something about an attack on the Capitol, that bothers me. That's unacceptable. I think less of the man. You have a job to do. I really don't care about anything else. Now this falls in line with my constant and continual conversation of, he worked for me. Joe Biden works for me. I didn't vote for him, but he does work for me. The board voted, they voted him in, he works for me. If he doesn't do the job, he's out. And he's doing a bang up poor job right now. But when the Capitol is under attack, you send everything to stop the attack. I can do two things at the same time. Recognize that he did not incite insurrection and recognize where he should have been and he wasn't. I can do two things at the same time. Rational people can do this. I am living proof why the entire Never Trumper movement is such horrific trash and the people who engaged in it are amongst some of the worst people, certainly not conservatives. Because the conservative doesn't pout and whine and kvetch. They say, okay, this is what I've got to work with. How do I go about making this work? How do I make this work? How do I go about fighting for what it is I believe in? Yes, fighting. How do I convince people? How do I persuade them? How do I get them to come to my side? How do I put forth a better argument? It's extremely important to be able to do such a thing. And the never-Trumper said, nope, I'm just going to stomp my feet and tell other people they're not real conservatives. I'm looking forward to going down to what's known as CPAC, the Conservative Political Action Conference. Right? We're heading down there. Uh, the good people at Relay Indiana, they're sponsoring. I'm very excited uh, about it. Um, if there is a CPAC, I'll get to that story in a second. Right? See where, where conservatives and see where Republicans are and see what's happening with them uh, in, in, in regards to life after, after Donald Trump, right? Where is the party? Can't wait uh, to go down there and, and to check this out. But there will be no never-Trumpers that get on with me. They will, they will get no interviews. They'll come by with, ooh, I've got a book, or hey, you should talk to me because I'm an expert in, goodbye, you're, 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 you're not decent. What you went forth and did wasn't based on conviction, was it? Because if it is a conviction, well, then the conviction was not conservative. So if you don't mind me saying that to you, to your face, well, then maybe we'll talk. Maybe we'll do an interview. But no, 
No, no, no, no. You take a look at policies and you say, this is good and this isn't. And this works and this doesn't. And they did this right and they did this wrong. What I always say about Charlottesville, man, he, he swing and a miss at first. But I don't know how many times somebody has to say that they oppose white supremacy before you believe him. But remember, the job of the political left was to never believe him. Doesn't matter what he said. It only mattered what they can do to attack. That's what they were after. That's why I, that's why I tuned them out, right? They just became noise after a while. Did I like the press conference with Trump and, and Putin and Helsinki? No. No, I thought it, I thought it was terrible. I thought the moves on Russia regarding sanctions, regarding uh, uh, arming the Ukraine with javelins, uh, with discussions uh, regarding Poland and their enemies uh, to the south and, and to the east, were extremely, extremely powerful and very, very helpful. Do I mind that President Trump said we're going to challenge this election? Never minded it at all. Did I mind what he said about Vice President Pence? You better believe I did. I said so. Calling out the Vice President, the Vice President did his job. The Vice President did his job. For four years, the Vice President did his job. But in true Trump form, you don't do the thing I want you to do when I want you to do it, well, then you're the worst person in the world. But when the capital is under attack, you send everybody, you send every bit of hardware you can. Because you just don't allow that stuff to happen. I don't care who you are, and I don't care how angry you are. I don't care how angry you are. Now, we should note that when it comes to Vice President Pence, there are a lot of people saying a lot of things. I thought President Trump was wrong in how he treated Mike Pence. I think the House managers are downright despicable in how they're treating Mike Pence. And they're loving him up like it's their job. Holy mackerel. I will share with you the greatest lie ever told. It's coming up. I'm Tony Katz. So let me give you the one-two punch on Mike Pence, former vice president of the United States, a man who listens to this very show, or at least his mom does. Hi, ma'am. It's, it's always good to be with you. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. Now, that's a true story. The mother of, of Mike Pence does indeed listen uh, to the program. Of course, she I broadcast it. Out of Indianapolis, she she is a fan. She is a fan. This 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 is true. I once uh, this was a couple years ago. I was complaining that uh, the vice president was coming to town, and and I, I I couldn't get in touch with anybody. I'm like, he's coming to town. We're not gonna, we can't do an interview. What's going on? Um, his mother called. That's a true story. That is a hundred percent a true story. Uh, the vice president's mom called him and said, you know, Tony really wants to talk, and I I had an interview that afternoon. Like it was, like was, that's just, I mean, you, the, the look at his eye, like, seriously, you, you, you called my, you told my mom, like, it, how do you, how do you handle that? Well, you handle it just by doing the interview. And, uh, he's always been very, very good to me, you know, former governor of Indiana. And uh, for those of you who don't know, of course, uh, formerly a radio host and got his start on my flagship WIBC in Indianapolis. So I, in, in the midday, in this show, I sit in the chair that he sat in. It was Mike Pence, and it was a statewide show, the Mike Pence show. 
And and around around the studio, it's really cool. There are these pictures that, that they used to do of like the whole staff, and th- there he is, boop, right there. And this was before he was a member of Congress, and then before being governor, uh, and then it went from uh, Mike Pence to uh, one of the one of the all time greats and Greg Garrison, um, uh, country lawyer and the guy who prosecuted Mike Tyson for rape in Indianapolis and put Mike Tyson in jail. And, Long and incredible history, and then and then me, and so, so clearly I'm about to become either a member of Congress or governor. <laughs> One of those two things is going to happen. Um, but I, I I I like Mike Pence, and I like him, and and in the same breath I have said he shouldn't run for president, and and I, if I ever get the chance, uh, which I assume I will, and this conversation comes up, I'm going to tell him exactly what I think he should do, like he needs me uh, to tell him what uh, what I think he should do. But I find it funny that while these proceedings are going on, these impeachment trials, oh my goodness gracious, Mike Pence is the greatest human being who ever lived, and now everybody is totally sympathetic. This was Nicole Wallace on MSNBC. I think the only question before the country is um, what will be done. This was a president who summoned a mob to kill his vice president. That is such a garbage line. She should be thrown off the air. She should be fired for that. Now, I'll say a couple of things. The president didn't summon a mob to attack the Capitol. The president did not, is not guilty of insurrection. I will argue that when the Capitol is under attack, the president should have called out every force possible to stop that attack. I'll say that as clear as day. I'll say that to President Trump nose to nose. Why wouldn't I? Of course, that's what I wanted. And I don't know why the Capitol Police didn't respond, especially when we are aware of the fact as it was presented to us yesterday by Delegate Plaskett from the U.S. Virgin Islands, who's one of the impeachment managers, there was online coordination of these attacks. Again, dismantling the idea that this was, uh, you know, all incited by Donald Trump. See, they want to go back and say, it's just this history. It's four years of this. That's, it's not, not working. It's just not working. They knew, so why was uh, extra help turned down? It was offered to, to uh, the sergeant-at-arms in the House and, the, and, and in the Senate. Why was it turned down? That is a question that must be answered. But all of a sudden, we're, we feel bad for Mike Pence. We don't only feel bad for Mike Pence, but as Representative Ted Lieu, one of the House impeachment managers, Mike Pence is a great American. Vice President Pence stood strong and certified the election. Vice President Pence showed us what it means to be an American, what it means to show courage. He put his country, his oath, his values, and his morals above the will of one man. His country, his oath, his morals, he put them all before Donald Trump. Not bad for a homophobe. Isn't that exactly what they've said about him for four years, five years, six years? Isn't that exactly what they're going to say about him if he runs for president in 2024? Do you think 
Ted Lieu is going to say, well, yes, you know, he, he did stand up, but he has so much to be accountable for. You know, he, he was there uh, aiding and abetting Donald Trump all the way. Who buys into this nonsense? It's nonsense, by the way. Who buys in? No rational person should. Because there's nothing here that is in any way believable. No, they don't think Mike Pence is a right honorable person. They think it makes good theater to take someone and say, oh, good on them. They hate Mike Pence. It's like saying that Mitt Romney is a good and decent man. They hate Mitt Romney. Did they attack him? Did they call him a... A misogynist? Did they they mock his religion? Did they lie about him paying his taxes? They did everything under the sun. And when it's then, you know, to their advantage, they do this. Maybe we should agree with people when they do good things and disagree with people when they do bad things. And stop deciding that we're going to paint everybody just one way or another, and that's the end of that. You can't attack a man his entire political career and then say, oh, he's cool. When Harry Reid, one of the most horrific characters in American history, former Senate Majority Leader, ruled with an iron fist in the Obama years, he's the guy who said that Mitt Romney didn't pay his taxes. When he was asked about it, he said, don't ask me, ask Mitt Romney. There was a piece out, was a month ago, two months ago, where he said that he and uh, Mitt Romney had spoken afterwards and uh, he, you know, kind of worked it all out. What does that matter? Why would Mitt Romney accept that? Because Mitt Romney's a good and decent man? You lied to destroy him. You got what you want, which you have admitted in interviews. When asked about that, your quote was, we won, didn't we? Or he lost, didn't he? It was one of those. You didn't care. You got what you wanted. The ends justified the means. That's what happened. They're utilizing and using Mike Pence to draw this great distinction. This is a this is a gross thing to do. You hate Mike Pence. Just say it. But be more honest. Because what you're doing now, that's not going to move anyone. I might move Mitt Romney, but he's already moved because he's shown how easily he could be swayed. This is Tony Katz today. I got to get into this Gina Carano story because it's just so great and the backlash has been so huge. And rightfully so. This is about the star of The Mandalorian. Well, one of the stars of Mandalorian. And she was in Deadpool. Former MMA fighter Gina Carano. Yes, it was a Nazi reference, but it's funny. Some Nazi references, fine, some not. We'll, we'll get into it. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. The CDC. Oh, they're giving you a lot of good stuff about, about your coronavirus. Don't you know there's coronavirus going on? And if you do not listen to them, the world will come to a complete and total end? Everybody stay calm. What's the procedure, everyone? What's the procedure? Stay f- calm. 
The CDC is on the case. It's like the World Health Organization. They have decided that this the, uh, the coronavirus didn't leak from a lab. Uh, it, it came from animal uh, to human uh, jump. That's all. It's fine. Case closed. Case closed. You're the World Health Organization. You're so full of crap. It's to be believed. Who's going to trust you? Who in the world is going to trust the World Health Organization? Oh, hi, Joe Biden. Oh, you're, you're trusting the World Health Organization. Yeah, that's um, that might not be the thing to do. CDC says people who are fully vaccinated do not have to quarantine after being exposed to COVID, but must still wear masks and social distance. They want you wearing a mask for forever. As a matter of fact, they're pushing the double mask theory. The double mask theory is that two masks are better than one. Why? Elementary, my dear, two times two is four. Elementary, my dear, two times three is six. Honestly, I could play that all day. You ask me for the schoolhouse rock, I will bring it to you. See, you got to wear a a, a a cotton mask, and then you got to have the, the the other mask, and and then you can have it better fitting, and it'll keep the it'll it it it'll, it'll save you from everything. Oh my God! If you were double masked, you would not have been vaporized by Thanos. It just just solves everything. But Phil Kirpin actually did some reading from American Commitment. The findings of these simulations, the simulations of wearing multiple masks, right? A medical kind of mask and a cloth mask. The findings of these simulations should neither be generalized to the effectiveness of all medical procedure masks or cloth masks, nor interpreted as being representative of the effectiveness of these masks when worn in real world settings. Well... Good thing that we're just utilizing this data and deciding those things. We they said wear two masks. Well, the study says you don't you shouldn't generalize. You have to wear two masks. And then of course, finally, although use of double masking or nodding and tucking, by the way, I'm pretty sure that I have violated the FCC by utilizing the term nodding and tucking. I I'm uh, I am pretty sure that if I go to Urban Dictionary, I'm going to be very shocked. Also, don't go to Urban Dictionary. And if you do, make sure you're on your work computer. No, wait. Make sure you're on somebody else's work computer. Finally, although use of double masking or nodding and tucking are two of many options that can optimize fit and enhance mask performance for source control and for wearer protection... Double masking might impede breathing or obstruct peripheral vision for some wearers. So if I'm double masked, maybe I can't breathe. Yet they move along trying to tell us that this is the thing that matters. They move along trying to tell us, mm, yes, two masks, this is, this is the way it has to be. You know, I often ask the question, don't they realize that we see them? Don't we see you, you lunatics? We know you're full of crap. We get it. We're looking right at you. Why do you keep trying to do this to us? People, they don't even take a second 
to read. They don't take a second to take a look and ask themselves, does this make any sense? Now, for many of us, this goes down a whole nother road. What is this fetish? And it is a fetish. What is this fetish with saying you got to wear a mask for forever and there's never going to be a moment that you're safe? You're going to die with a mask on your face. I, I don't know where the value is in this. But yet it's happening and we're all noticing it. And it doesn't make any sense. It's so remarkably dangerous. But they don't stop. They don't ever, ever stop. I, do, I, I will admit, I, I'm worried. Now, this brings us, I brought this up earlier. This brings us to a story about CPAC, the Conservative Political Action Conference. McClatchy wrote this a couple days ago. The Conservative Political Action Conference is in Orlando, right? They usually have it in Maryland, but uh, they, they, they can't. They can't do it in Maryland because Maryland's shutting everything down and they're not allowing the big events to happen. So, all right, well, uh, they're, they're going to Florida because they're allowing things to happen in Florida. White House looks at domestic travel restrictions as COVID mutation surges in Florida. The mutation, right? They've got this, what, what, are, what do they call it? The, uh, the UK variant? Which is so interesting that it's okay to say UK, but it was never okay to say Wuhan. You couldn't say Wuhan virus, couldn't say Chinese virus, but you could say UK variant, and that's completely acceptable. The Biden administration is considering whether to impose domestic travel restrictions. Does that mean they wouldn't allow flights into Florida? What if I drive into Florida? Can I not drive into Florida? You mean they'll stop my car, my car, on my roads? They're going to shut down interstate travel? Other outbreaks of the new variants, including a highly contagious one first identified in the United Kingdom, as well as others from South Africa and Brazil that scientists worry can evade existing vaccines, have lent urgency to a review of potential travel restrictions within the United States. First... The doctors I speak to will let you know that uh, the cases coming in are falling at a massive rate, which is good news. Secondly, the idea that there might be a new variant doesn't mean that it's a variant that kills. That you can get coronavirus doesn't mean you will die from coronavirus. Of course, there are going to be new variants. These people are considering lockdowns for forever. They want us to live like this. And we should be clear, there are Republicans that want this too. And of course, they are wrong. Shamefully and violently wrong. So I'm planning to be in Florida at the end of the month. We'll see, we'll see if Joe Biden lets me. And if they don't allow a plane, do I, do I get in a car? Do I, should I drive? Anybody want a carpool? We could, we could do that. Split, split the gas. That'd be cool. I'm Fingers Malloy with the Bourbon Minute brought to you by the Eat, Drink, Smoke podcast. Well, if you love bourbon and Star Trek, I have news that will make your Trekkie heart happy. Robe Factory is offering a Star Trek The Next Generation five-piece whiskey decanter set for less than $100. 
technobob.com reports the set includes a 26 ounce decanter and 10 ounce tumbler glasses that are etched with the United Federation of Planets logo along with the USS Enterprise's NCC-1701D designation and Delta Shield. So if you've always wanted to combine your love of Star Trek with bourbon, make it so. For more information on this, check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash smoke. This was the Bourbon Minute brought to you by Eat Drink Smoke. It's your cigar bourbon foodie radio extravaganza. Check it out on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast platform. Eat, drink, smoke. Hashtag cancel Disney. How in the world did this come to be the top trending thing on social media? Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. 833-GOT-TONY. 833-468-8669. Came from an Instagram post about Nazis. But not in the traditional social media post about Nazis. No, it came from Gina Carano. Actress. Former MMA fighter. She was in Deadpool. And she's in Mandalorian. I don't watch Mandalorian. You watch Mandalorian, producer Ari. Oh, I do. And and how is she in that? I mean, she's not a great actress, but, you know, she plays the part well. Right. She plays a badass chick. She does. Right? She plays somebody that uh, young girls can look up to. Sure. Right. That's absolutely correct. That's not me saying that. That was actually Senator Ted Cruz. The story is, is that she's on the political right. And it's obvious. And you know that Hollywood hates it when someone is allowed into their club who's on the political right. And what she put out on Instagram goes as follows. Jews were beaten in the streets, not by Nazi soldiers, but by their neighbors, even by children. Because history is edited Most people today don't realize that to get to the point where Nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of Jews, the government first made their own neighbors hate them simply for being being Jews. How is that any different from hating someone for their political views? Now, if you know me at all, you've heard me say a million times, uh, the Holocaust is not a political prop. Stop it. And I think that it could well uh, apply here. She compared people to Nazis. Now, it could be argued that she's discussing the idea of hating your neighbor for their existence. As something we discussed earlier, the very concept of otherizing, um, that creates hate, and once you don't think of your neighbor or, or, or people who disagree with you as human, it's easier to, to, to be violent towards them. Something I agree with, that's a problem. She was let go from The Mandalorian because of this. Let go from her, uh, her talent agency as well for putting this tweet out. Now, some people noted it's very interesting that hashtag fire Gina, fire Gina Carano was trending last night, and it was. They wanted her fired for this because they didn't like her from something else she had posted that also put her on the political right. How dare anybody call them Nazis. The Nazis are the Trump people. And you know this because while Fire Gina Carano last night was the number three top trending item, the number four was Kid Hitler. 
what in the world is Kid Hitler? That's how they were referring to Senator Josh Hawley, Republican from Missouri. You see, when they're calling you Hitler, it's fine. When you're questioning them and making a comparison to Nazis, you're the devil. Wait, nope, you're a Nazi. I oppose this concept because it diminishes what the Nazis did. It, it kind of whitewashes the horrors of the Holocaust and makes it somehow this, this more tagline as opposed to the horror that it was. And it was indeed a horror. Now, as was pointed out, there's an actor named Pedro Pascal. Do you know who Pedro Pascal is, producer Ari? Of course I do. Who's Pedro Pascal? He is the Mandalorian. Okay. Pedro Pascal put out a tweet. The tweet comes from uh, June of 2018. And it says, hashtag, this is America. And on the top, there's a photo of people in prison uniforms behind, children in prison uniforms behind barbed wire, and it says Germany, 1944. And underneath that is children in a cage, and it says America, 2018. Behind bars, I should say, not in a cage, behind bars. Comparing America to Nazi Germany. Exactly what Representative Ocasio-Cortez did when she said we had concentration camps at the southern border, which is to date one of the most disgusting things ever said. Representative Ocasio-Cortez is not good nor decent nor bright. And if you agree with that statement, chances are we're not going to be friends, which I'm okay with. But you'll see this is a Disney star. How could he do such a thing and still have a job? But Gina Carano does such a thing. And by the way, discussing a much weightier subject than the virtue signaling garbage of Pedro Pascal. And she gets fired. Thus, hashtag cancel Disney. Now, she had other tweets. She had posted a meme that said Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Now, I always argue that I, I think Jeffrey Epstein may have killed himself. Jeffrey Epstein was allowed to kill himself. And we should know who Jeffrey Epstein was associated with. I want Ghislaine uh, Maxwell on, on trial. Man, I want to know who was connected. I don't care who you are. I don't care what power broker you are. You were involved in sex trafficking of children. You go to jail or worse. Cancel Disney, cancel Disney Plus, top trending on social media today. Everybody at Disney uh, who was involved in this decision made a mistake. It, it, none of it was necessary. You didn't have to go down this road. One of the great takes on this was from the Babylon Bee, which is like the onion for conservatives. Great site. Gina Carano rehired by Disney after she identifies as an abusive male director. That's a reference to Joss Whedon. The guy who did Buffy, the guy who did the first Avengers, the guy who did Justice League after Zack Snyder uh, dropped out. The stories coming from the Buffy people, the Sarah Michelle Gellar and, and Charisma Carpenter, uh, uh, I forget some, some of the rest of the actresses, Michelle Trachtenberg, that he was abusive as all get out on set. But it's totally fine. Totally fine to be abusive and get hired by the Marvel people, by the Disney people. Isn't that right, James Gunn? No, no, he just wrote offensive tweets. That was, that was it. Um, 
the world of wokeism is a terrible world to live in. But if you live by the wokeism, you die by the wokeism. And if you ain't willing to die by it, don't worry, we'll ensure it. That's what it seems is happening in social media.